Right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Uh, Vaughn, do you like fish and chips? Uh, I'm allergic to fish, Simi, literally, genuinely. Oh, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, oh, I am. Okay, so you're yeah. not eating. You're not eating it then. So that's no, out. I don't. I do not eat fish. Oh wow. Okay. What about chips? Like, what's, what about fries? Well, you, like- you have to be careful if you like chips, which I do, that they're not cooked with the fish as they are in fish and oh. chips places. So because the uh, fat and the oil will spill over onto me. I learn something new about you every you week, go. it feels like. That's my that's my new one for there today. Yeah. All right. Poor you. I feel for you. Uh, but I don't know what I'm missing. That's the thing, yeah, that right? You, you know, don't know what you're I've, missing. I've known about this since I was a little kid, so, you know, what do I know? <laughs> fair. That is fair. Uh, let's talk about this housing. We have um, Housing Minister Ravi Kailan on a little bit later on the show this morning. Uh, but boy, lots of questions about BC housing still. Yeah. So we did this big announcement on the weekend on Sunday, and I thought it was a bit of a panic announcement by the government. The, the news reports continue to indicate that not much has changed on the downtown east side since the government promised to start dealing with the problem. And I think I think the government press release announcement media event with the mayor on the weekend was designed to persuade us that, oh, yes, we're doing a lot. And they gave us some stats to indicate it's not as bad as it was, although, again, I don't think you'd know that from going down there or the news report. No. And they're lining up housing. Oh, interesting, though, you know, one thing that jumped out at me in the announcement that he made is one of the sources of the housing they're lining up, temporary, is SROs. Well, the premier's on the record is saying SROs are inadequate and they have to be phased out. So again, it looks to me like stopgap, but it'd be interesting to hear what he says uh, when you get to him this morning on the radio. I asked Kaylon about something he announced on Friday, which is that the government has received the report of a forensic audit into BC housing. And this is a really serious investigation into how BC Housing has been spending the $2 billion that the government gives it. So my question to Kalon was, when did you get that report? And when do you share it with the public? Well, it's interesting, Simi. He said the government received the report two weeks ago and that he himself received the report last Monday and he's read it and he thinks it should be released to the public. So he sat on the news for two weeks. He says it should be released to the public, but on legal advice, they're having to hold it back, Simi, because there are people named in the report. We have to give them a chance to respond. And there's an insinuation there, Simi, that if the people named in the report don't like it, some of the contents of the report might be withheld. Not very reassuring in terms of openness and transparency. But, Simi, you will recall, entirely in keeping with the way David Eby has handled this issue since last summer. Okay, but that that's very disappointing then because it means it sounds to me like if there's something bad in that report, yep. well obviously somebody's going to object object to it, yes, so therefore they may we will. won't hear it. They may well. So let's go back to last summer. David Eby ordered this forensic audit into BC Housing. He was the Minister of Housing at the time. He already had one report that was critical. He had already replaced the board at BC Housing. 
and he ordered this forensic audit last summer by Ernst & Young through the Comptroller General's office. But he didn't announce that to the public. He then stepped down and ran for the NDP leadership. Finally, after becoming leader and getting sworn in, he shows up in the legislature in November, gets asked about what's going on at BC Housing, and there in the legislature, he finally admits what he had done months earlier, which is ordered the forensic audit. So there's a pattern of secrecy around the way the premier has handled this issue that is still being played out currently. Okay. Remember uh, how he fired yeah. the board of BC yeah. Housing? So EB fires the board, or he says pushed out the board. Let's see, he doesn't like the term fired. He pushed out the board of BC Housing on a Friday last summer at 6.30 p.m., even by the standards of take out the trash day, that is hiding the news as best you can. So there's a pattern of secrecy on this thing, Simi, which I think is continuing. We know, because they released some of the terms of reference for that audit, what the auditors were looking into. So... We know that they were looking at whether or not the $2 billion that BC Housing spends on social housing is actually being spent on social housing. They wanted to know that the controls were in place because there were reports that, in some cases, the paperwork was handwritten. Uh, there were concerns about conflict of interest. There were concerns that they hadn't assessed the risks of some of the places they were putting the money. And there were concerns that in their rush to generate headlines for all the social housing projects they were doing, the New Democrats hadn't exercised proper controls. So there's every reason to think this report is critical, although we can only guess because they're still not giving it to us. That is what's so frustrating about this, that we know there were problems. Oh, yeah. Enough for them to, you know, do all these reports and do all these, fire everybody. And what, we're, there's a potential we might not actually find out what the problems were? Well, I <laughs> count me as a skeptic, right? They, they've, every step of the way, they've told the public as little as possible about the problems there and about what's going on. Every step of the way, they've tried to create the impression that, oh, we're dealing with it, and oh, yes, we're in control and all that. But the evidence suggests the opposite. Now, the legislature's sitting today. It's been on a two-week break. Uh, with MLAs back in their riding. So the legislature resumes today. Uh, there is a question period, and I expect the opposition will jump on this. When, the, when they finally announced on Friday that they had the report two weeks after they got it, the opposition demanded it be released immediately. So I expect that demand will be aired in the legislature this afternoon when the House sits for question period. You know, the other thing that always gets me about stuff like this, Vaughn, is that if there were no problems, they'd have oh. no problem releasing that report oh. pretty fast. It, Simi, if there were no problems, he wouldn't have ordered a forensic audit. Well, Look, exactly. he, he, he had a review. EB had a review. So last May, he gets a review. And the review also by Ernst & Young, identifies all kinds of problems in the paperwork and the documentation and the controls and all the suggestions that they acted too quickly and there were questions were all there in the report in May. He sits on that report, doesn't release it to the public until he releases a copy on 
post doesn't even release it with a press release post the report on the housing ministry site on the 30th of june the day before a long weekend so he right then and there tries to minimize the amount of attention and coverage the following week he replaces the board of bc housing he does that on a friday evening And a few days later, he orders a forensic audit. Well, if there were no problems, I agree with you, he wouldn't have held back the report until a holiday weekend. He wouldn't have fired the board on a Friday evening. And he wouldn't have ordered a forensic audit without telling the public for several months that he'd done it. Well, I guess we have a lot to talk to him about later today, don't we? Yeah. Uh, Vaughn, thank you so much for that. Bye-bye.